It's a great day to be Wisconsin proud. I'm Libby Collins, and welcome to Country Connection. Veterans Affairs, it's a system designed for men. However, we're seeing an increasing number of women veterans returning from war facing unique problems. Joining us today is Bevelyn Johnson. She's the Milwaukee Vet Center Director, and Bevelyn, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Let's, let's first talk about the Milwaukee Vet Center. What's, what's the purpose of it? Well, the Milwaukee Vet Center is one of 300 vet centers across the nation. And the purpose uh, is to help veterans readjust and re-enter society when they return from combat situations. Bevelyn, you've been with the center for 20 years, is it? Yes, I've been working with veterans for 20 years. Over those 20 years, have you seen more women veterans come in for services than you did early on. When I began my career uh, with the Department of Veterans Affairs and Readjustment Counseling Services, I came because there was a special initiative for what they referred to as a sexual trauma um, coordinator. And uh, when I joined, it was at the time where the tail hook scandal um, had surfaced. So over these 20 years, I've really seen the Department of Veterans Affairs and the uh, Vet Center really work towards delivering services to to female veterans in a unique sort of way. So yes, I have seen a, a major increase in service delivery and the number of female veterans that are seeking services. Let's focus on that, though. You said that you came in specifically during the tailhook scandal, mm-hmm. um, addressing things like military sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. About what, and you don't have to be exact about this, but about what percentage of women veterans report MST? Is there a large percentage or is it a minority? Uh, you know, that's a question that I could give you a number, but I'm going to really try to answer it in another sort of way. I think that there are a large number of women who experience military sexual trauma or military uh, or sexual harassment, but they don't report it. So I would say that the numbers might be a bit skewed. I would say probably 60 to 65 percent of women report some kind of sexual harassment or sexual trauma during their military experience. Do you and think, it could be higher than that. Yeah. Uh, and, and is that... A number that surprises people, do you think? I think as over the years of my experience, I think it's less surprising um, than it was when I initially started my career working with veterans. When you work with, with female veterans and they report that they were victims, do they seem surprised? Was it something that they expected to be part of their military service? Or did it just completely come out of the blue and they had no idea that they might be subject to that? Uh, I would definitely say that uh, whether a veteran or any woman would be surprised to have to be subject to uh, any kind of sexual trauma or harassment. Um, When I think over the years, um, what women have shared with me is that it's really difficult to disclose that in the military culture because of the hierarchy of that culture. And so sometimes they will say that 
the person who is engaging in that behavior is their higher ranking authority. And so if they are trying to maintain their career um, or reach their next uh, rank, they make the decision not to disclose. Have women veterans said to you that because they did report it, that they did suffer retaliation in some way, that it did hurt their careers? I've heard stories of that nature um, over these years. They typically say, however, that they just don't disclose it. When they, once they get out of the military, though, I would imagine a lot of that anger, sadness, hurt begins to manifest for these individuals who have gone through military sexual trauma. And at that point, they're looking for treatment. They're looking for a way to vent. What's available to them? One of the things that I hear most often is that the treating community, whether that's psychologists, physicians, nurses, don't ask, have you had an experience of sexual harassment or sexual trauma during your military experience, even during your growing up years? I don't want to mix the two, but so many women will share, and it's a part of our protocol to just ask the standard question, did you experience any sexual harassment or sexual trauma? And they will often disclose that saying, yes, and your follow-up question is, well, did you share that with anyone? And they will say to you, nope, never told anybody because they didn't ask. So they didn't ask, I didn't tell. In terms of service delivery for particularly military sexual trauma, um, vet centers across the nation uh, have a mandate to have on staff a quali- what we call, what we refer to as a step qualified military sexual trauma counselor. That means that that person uh, at least has a master's degree, is licensed to practice, and has um, a certain number of years of service working with that particular population. So one can get services at the Milwaukee Vet Center, VA Hospital here in Milwaukee, Zablocki VA Hospital, also has a program for military sexual trauma. If the military member did not report it while they were in active service, are they still eligible for treatment and benefits surrounding any military sexual trauma? Yes. You simply have to disclose that that is something that um, happened to you and you are automatically eligible for services at any vet center. Um, You know, if I break my leg or there's evidence that you can see that that happened to me, but oftentimes women, because they don't disclose it, they're symptoms come out in different ways, and by asking um, the right questions, one can say, oh, okay, so this may be someone who experienced some military sexual trauma, so you simply need to ask the question. Do you have men that also have been victims of MST? Absolutely, and I so much thank you for asking that question because I think that the public... Uh, oftentimes feels like that may not happen. 
But indeed, that does happen to a fair number of men who serve. We're talking with Evelyn Johnson, the Milwaukee Vet Center director. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this and past Country Connection interviews. Evelyn, with some of the other services that are unique to women, is the, is the VA prepared for it? For example, um, obstetric and gynecological services. Is there assistance for, for veterans, female veterans in those areas? Um, so I'll just speak about our local VA, but um, I will say that nationally every um, – VA hospital has on board a women veterans program manager. That position is specifically to service um, women veterans and their needs. Here in Milwaukee, they have a Pacific Women's Clinic as well as a women's resource center that is um, on the grounds of the VA hospital, but away from the high volume traffic and the other clinics that are within the context of the hospital. Um, The program manager um, for our local VA is Dr. Jill Feldman. What about other programs for women? For example, peer support, group therapy. Are those groups available that are gender specific? There's certain things that women would only want to talk about with other women. The Vet centers, one of our missions is to really do outreach with what we refer to as special populations, and that includes women veterans. And so locally, once a month, we have a women veterans gathering that is only women at our vet center. We have military sexual trauma support groups at our vet center. We've done a couple support groups. One of the things I think is really, really important is that each summer we do a women veterans camp at Camp American Legion. Um, That's about four and a half hours outside of the Milwaukee area where we go to Camp American Legion for four or five days and women are involved in lots of enrichment activities. So those are some of the services provided here at this vet center. Not all domestic violence victims are female, but certainly there is a majority of women versus men who have been affected. Are there VA support groups or treatment for female veterans of domestic violence? I know that, and I'm certainly not an expert in this, but I know that uh, Dr. Feldman, again, who is the Women Veterans Program uh, Manager at our local VA, has worked on putting together some support groups around domestic violence. But I would encourage your audience who might be interested in learning more about that to contact her at the local VA hospital. And as far as other problems that might be unique to women veterans, a lot of them are single parents. Mm -hmm. And what sort of programs are are available to them? we have partnered with our local VA where they we've put together parent support groups where um, parents are able to come and uh, luckily we have had the opportunity to have a licensed clinical social worker, psychologist, and a psychiatrist participate in that. 
at our vet center, we worked to have a parent cafe, and parent cafes are where, again, it's really more of a support group where they can come and talk and share with other parents about the challenges that they are experiencing. Do you find women veterans are more reluctant to ask for services? I think one of the challenges for women often is that they don't see themselves as veterans. Once they leave the military, they leave that experience. I will say that over the span of the last 20 years, I've seen women really uh, increase in their pride and in, in the pride of having served their country. Um, that I've seen a, a major, major, major increase in. Um, but often I think they don't tell other people, even the people that they work with, that they are a veteran. I um, Part of what we do at the Vet Center is outreach in the community. And you'll be doing um, educational presentation on post-traumatic stress disorder. You may have a mixed audience, and then there will be a woman in the audience who will walk up and say, oh, you know what, I'm a veteran. So it is important for any veteran to come forward and to really ask about the services that are there for them. And, Bevelyn, let's tell everyone how they can reach the Milwaukee Vet Center. Well, first, the Milwaukee Vet Center is located at 7910 North 76th Street. Our phone number there is 414-434-1311. I would really like everyone to know that you do not need an appointment at the Vet Center. You can simply walk in. There is always a master level counselor there to provide support and guidance. One of the initiatives of the vet center was that we should have someone available to see any veteran that walks in within a 10-minute span, that they should not have to wait, and that is a, a really important part of our mission and vision. Our office hours are from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Wednesday, and we have we have Saturday hours by appointment. We are connected with the Department of Veterans Affairs website, so I would encourage you to go there and then look for vet centers. Uh, and Milwaukee specifically. Yes. And if you like, and if you'd like information about assistance, not just for female veterans, but any veterans, and the Milwaukee Vet Center sent directly to your phone. Text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. Bevelyn, I know our listeners have a lot more questions. I'd love to have you back so we can talk more in the future. I thank you so much. And uh, for your listening audience, I want to thank those who served. Bevelyn Johnson, who is the Milwaukee Vet Center Director. And we will have links to all of that at kticountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and remember to share this interview with family and friends, particularly those who have served this country. Many programs exist for those who have served our country, including ways to purchase a home.
Well, the Veterans Affairs Guaranteed Home Loan Program has been around for 70 years. Millions of former and active duty service members aren't aware they can take advantage of a home buying program. Joining us today to discuss the VA Home Loan Program is Vicki Kelsall. She's chairwoman of the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors. Vicki, great to have you here. Thank you. Now, I understand there was a recent survey of vets. and What did that show about owning a home? Well, it shows that most vets want to own a home, and especially after returning from active duty, one of the biggest um, things that make them feel more comfortable in in getting back acclimated to life is having their own home. And we're finding that at least 33% of people that come back from active duty are are taking advantage of that. But there's still a lot of people that don't know about the benefits that they, that they can get. All right. Let, what does a VA loan provide to applicants? So a VA loan is actually, it, it's like it's a loan program. So if you get a VA loan, you're still going to use a lender that is going to use this as a program to get you into a house as a vet with um, a low zero down payment, if you choose to do that, with um, a the credit scores are not there. There's not a mandate from VA, but there is a lender mandate that they can say, okay, your credit score can't below be below this amount. But it also is way less than a credit score needed for a conventional loan or even FHA. Can you give us that number as far as what it the depends credit- on the it does depend on the lender. Um, so I would say, so FHA, usually the lowest they'll go is 620, and a lot of lenders will go a little bit below that for a VA loan. And what about the actual percentage that, that the, a VA loan is going to charge? How does that compare to what somebody going in for a conventional loan might pay? Sure. So number one, the VA mandates what a conventional lender can charge a vet for closing costs. So if you're just going up for a regular mortgage with, you know, XYZ lender, it's their guidelines what they're going to choose for closing costs. But if they are approved to do VA loans, they cannot charge over a certain amount. You can do prepayment of the loan without any penalties. The loan is assumable, meaning if somebody else qualifies and you go to sell your house, they can assume your loan. Another and, veteran. Yep, and that's that's no other program out there like that. So that's a, another huge advantage. No private mortgage insurance with a VA loan, and that is huge. That can save $100, $150 off of, depending on the loan amount, of your, your monthly payment. What kinds of home loans are available to veterans? Whatever they qualify for, they could do WIDA. That's a Wisconsin program. That's a first-time buyer program. The benefit of using VA over some of these other programs is if you use WIDA, it's a first-time home buyer program, and you have to be in the house for so many years. You can't sell it before. And there's, there's actually a lot of criteria. A VA loan, there's no criteria like that, and you can use your benefit more than once. You don't have to be a first-time home buyer. Interest rates are usually lower. Closing costs can be rolled into your loan, or we can ask the seller to pay for them for the vet. FHA is a Federal Housing Authority loan, and that's available to everybody as well, including vets. Um, the difference is you have to have 3.5% down, and you do have private mortgage insurance, which is over the life of the loan. So usually with private mortgage insurance, after you have 20% equity in your home, you can get that dropped in a conventional. In a VA loan, there is no private mortgage insurance. But with an FHA loan, it's the life of the loan unless you refinance. Let me just back up a second. Sure. Now, you said that you can have more than one VA loan. In other words, you get your first one, you sell your home, 
you want to get a second one, a second home, yep. then you can use it. What about if you want two homes, if you have that vacation home? Can you get a VA loan for both? You can. You have whatever your eligibility says. So I do have several clients that that we know that have their first home and then they want to buy an investment property. So if they fall within, if their eligibility, and that's what it's all about when you're getting a VA loan, number one is you need to find out what your certificate of eligibility is and how much you're qualified for. So depending on that amount, if you, you're eligible for 450000 and you only use two hundred you can use the rest of that for a different t- type of property. We're talking with Vicki Kelsall. She's chairwoman of the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors. We're talking about VA loans. And if you're just tuning in and you want to catch up on the conversation you missed, go to kticountry.com, click on the Features tab, and you'll find this in past Country Connection interviews. What are the benefits of a VA home loan compared to other types of loans? Um, number one is the no-down payment. There is there is virtually no other programs out there, at least today, where you can get into a house with no-down payment. And usually when we have vets that, um, whether they're just retire- or coming back from active duty or whatever their circumstances, the down payment is usually, not just for them, but any first-time buyer, is the, is the biggest obstacle. So the no-down payment is huge. And the fact that they can roll almost all of the costs to buy a home into the loan as well. Now, there are a couple of things that people have to know that they do need to pay up front, no matter what type of loan they're getting, including VA, is usually the appraisal you're going to pay out of pocket for. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think, oh, I'm doing zero down. I don't have to worry about coming in with any money. But also your home inspection. And it's important to have a home inspection. The VA has certain requirements when you're purchasing a home. They will flag a house and and give work orders when they do the appraisal if there's safety issues um, or uh, a major defect that they they see when they're they're doing the home. But they don't do a full-blown inspection. So we still want our people to have home inspections to make sure that they are understanding exactly what they're buying. And the other great thing about doing a home inspection is first-time buyers, the inspectors give them a million tips about how to maintain their home. And people don't get that when you're buying a home. If you're coming from an apartment where the landlord's taking care of all your stuff, you are you move into a house and you don't realize all the little things you need to do. Um, it's a positive to own a home, but you also need to know what you're getting into when you do it. With a VA loan, are you only eligible to buy a house, or can you also get a condo or a co-op yep. or, or a townhome? Sure, absolutely. So condo associations have to be VA approved in order to use your VA loan on it. And unfortunately, um, not a lot of properties or associations go through the steps to get VA approved. In Milwaukee alone, I think we have 12 on the list that are VA approved. That's not a lot when you think of all the associations out there. So it, it, it's a little bit of an expense for an association to do it, but I, we really wish that more would because there's so many vets that would love to, to have a condo versus a single family. You can build, you can buy land, you can build, and you can do home improvement loans as well. Now, what's USAA? Is that another home loan program for military vets? So it's not actually a home loan program. USAA stands for the United Services Automobile Association, 
and it offers banking, investing, and insurance to people and families who serve or who have served. The program actually started in 1922 when some Army officers founded it because they were unable to get auto insurance because they were they were considered to be such high risk as military officers. So they were like, okay, what do we do? This isn't fair. They actually formed their own association and it started with auto insurance and moved into the mortgage industry and into some investing. So USAA is for any military family member or the actual um, military person and they offer a lot of benefits. So USAA has a mortgage division as well and offer the same, you know, the VA loans, or they'll do conventional, they'll do different types of products for the vets, whatever works best for them. And um, you, if you're going to go through the USAA program, if you are a member of USAA, and, and a lot of vets are, you just need to use, if, when you get to the process of buying a house, you need to use a realtor that is approved and certified through USAA. We're here with Vicki Kelsall, chairwoman of the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors. And if you want information about a VA home loan sent directly to your phone, text the keyword connection to 414-799-9494. Do you have to be the, the primary breadwinner in order to apply for a VA loan? I mean, we're seeing more and more women vets, and maybe they're only working part-time. Can they still qualify? Yes. So the eligibility, as far as being able to get a VA loan, um, first of all, you you need to be an active service member or a vet that served in an active duty. Or if you're in the National Guards or Reserves, you have to have at least six years in the reserves. Now, if you're in the reserves and you get called up for active duty and you're in for at least 90 days, you qualify. And there's a whole, on the VA.org website, there's a whole, depending on what war you were in, there's, there's all different kinds of criteria, but that's kind of the, the, the main um, criteria for that. As far as the loan itself, it doesn't matter who's, who's the major breadwinner. If you're buying a home with a spouse or significant other, you just need to qualify for the lender requirements as far as making sure your, your income to debt ratio you know works out, just like you do with any other loan. If two vets are married to each other, mm -hmm. would they both qualify for VA loans? Going back to the idea of somebody wants to invest in, in investment property or they want a second home, can one spouse use their loan qualifications for one purchase, and can another spouse use their qualifications for another purchase? Yes, as long as they qualify together for the, the monthly payment. Now, what steps should vets take as they're preparing to purchase a home? So number one always is that certificate of eligibility. That is, so a lot of people m get confused about what the, the VA, the Veterans Association is, Administration is involved in, and that is what they do. The Veterans Administration is where they go to find out what their eligibility is as far as um, what they, the amount they'll allow them to borrow. The, the Veterans Administration guarantees whatever lender gives a VA loan that they guarantee some of that, so if there's a loss, that that's how the the mortgage lenders and the banks can afford to give better prices as far as interest rates and closing costs to vets because the administration does guarantee part of that loan. So if somebody else goes into a uh, with a regular conventional loan with a foreclosure, 
they don't have that guarantee. The Veterans Administration, that's what they do to help mortgage lenders and banks want to give these loans to the vets. What are some of the misconceptions first-time home buyers, particularly young vets, have about home buying and that home loan process? Yes. So um, number one, credit scores. All home buyers don't understand how credit scores and credit rating works. So you can go on some of those websites where they say, we're going to give you your credit score, and your credit score can be 750. But then when you go through a mortgage company that actually runs your credit score, your credit score is usually much lower than that. So you need to, number one, go to a lender. And, and we always suggest you go to more than one lender so that you can compare um, what their closing costs and rates are going to be for you. And, and as if you're doing a VA loan, it's a little bit easier because, like we said, the, the VA kind of makes sure that lenders follow certain rules and restrictions and, and don't charge over a certain amount for closing costs. But getting pre-approved is number one. A lot of people think they know what they can afford, but if they go out looking and, and they think they can afford a $150,000 house, but they can only afford a $100,000 house, and they start looking at $150,000 houses, once they start looking down $50,000, they're, they're going to be disappointed. And sometimes the opposite way, where they can improve, they're approved for much more. Vicki, if listeners want more information about VA loans, what would be their best resource? VA.org. There's, it shows you the uh, how to get your certificate of eligibility. It shows you um, where you would fall. There is a funding fee that's in included. And if you're, if you're disabled, a lot of times that funding fee can be um, eliminated. But it, it kind of it gives you everything. And it also, all the things we just talked about, it shows where do you start with a lender? How do you find a realtor? Um, what do you need to know about costs incurred and, and, and everything. So VA.org is the best source. Vicki Kelsall, Chairwoman of the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, pleasure to have you here. Thank you. And we're going to have links at KTICountry.com. Just click on the Features tab, look for Connections, and share this interview with family and friends. And for Country Connection, I'm Libby Collins.